Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. What is going on, Faith Life and Fitness fam? It is your host, Kalem Cavasis, and I'm so excited for this episode. Hey, do you know someone that has ever tried to take the easy way out on something? Well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how there is no easy way for anything. But before we begin, I want to remind you that you can catch up on all of the episodes on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you catch your podcast. Check out Faith Life and Fitness. Go out there, like it, subscribe it, and share it. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Victory Apparel. I want to let you know that this company is for real. I have several of their pieces and love everything about them. They are a faith-based company that believes that making Christ known is their number one purpose in life. Hey, we've partnered with them to give our listeners 10% off of their orders. Go check them out at shop victoryapparel.com and enter the code FLF podcast at checkout for 10% off of your order. All right, let's get to the show. All right, so we are talking about the easy way out or the lack thereof. And so I want to share a scripture with you guys today and a story in the Bible as I've been going through my devotions, but I also want to relate it to our everyday life because I don't know about you, have you ever thought about taking the easy route to get somewhere on your drive, whether you're going on vacation because vacation season is starting, whether you've tried a crash diet, whether you have tried, um, hey, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Have you ever tried cheating on a test? Uh, have you ever tried to, to cram for something at the last minute so that you could take the easy way out and get the, the grade that you need? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is absolutely no easy way for anything. It may look easy from the outside for people looking at someone else, but I want to share a couple of things with you guys because this is something that just sat with me as I was sitting down doing my devotions and talking about this, but there is so many practical applications to this thought and this story that I think all of us could relate to. So the scripture that I'm talking about is found in Acts chapter 8, and it comes right after the story of Stephen. If you're reading in, in, in Acts, and I would recommend, just go through the book. It is an amazing book of the Bible, but in Acts chapter 7, uh, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Stephen was, at the end of this, was stoned uh, for his uh, his faith and his belief, and the actual person that that led the charge on the stoning was Saul, who later becomes Paul, so a lot of great things in there. And then because of that, there was a lot of scattering of the disciples who uh, went to preach in so many different lands and different things that were going on due to the persecution. And there's a story found in Acts chapter 8. It starts in, in roughly in about verse 18, 
and carries on. So 1819, somewhere around in 24 as well. And it's the story of Simon the Sorcerer. And I love the story because this story has a great plot. There's there's really good things in it, but it has a tragic ending in such a, a thought patterning of this. And, you know, people were getting saved left and right. Uh, you had uh, Philip who was out there just preaching the gospel and doing his thing. And then you have this guy, Simon, who the Bible talks about, he did some great things through magic, uh, whether it was illusions for people to believe. He was out there being David Copperfield before David Copperfield was was doing his thing, but he was he was gathering people around him in, in a false way. But he heard what Philip was saying about Jesus and saw the things that Philip was doing, and the Bible said he believed and even was baptized. So we have a great story going on. We've got somebody who changed their life because they heard the story of Jesus. They saw that what the things that were going on, and they actually changed their lives. And so this is what we have with uh, Simon. He actually, we have a, a, the great story starts out as, as he's changed his life. And then later on in the story, we've got Peter and John who show up on the scene uh, to help Philip out and they are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and lots of miracles that are happening and and people are getting filled with the Holy Spirit uh, and all of that. And this catches Simon's eye. He is very curious about what's going on. And so he runs up to Peter and John and talks about, hey, I want what you're doing. I, I want that. So the, the scripture says he he offered them money to get the Holy Spirit into his life. And, you know, that that's that's not going to happen. So Peter and John were like, they just completely rebuked him. They said, you know what, that is a completely wrong direction. And you, you need to figure some things out because that is not it. You need to be praying for forgiveness. That is not how this works. Uh, you need to get your heart right. And then in verse 24, this is where it started for me to think through the easy way out, uh, so to speak. And Simon said, can you pray for me that none of this will happen? And so Simon was looking for this easy way to get notoriety. I, I do believe that Simon, I believe, had a, a true conversion but not a heart conversion. I, I think there was some some stuff still in there that he really loved the fame that was carried with his name as he was going around and doing all of these illusions and capturing people's hearts with um, with the things that he was doing. But he wanted to pay for the Holy Spirit because he saw the power that was in Peter and John as they were ministering in all of that. And then he wanted Peter and John to pray for him so that he would receive the forgiveness. He didn't, he didn't even want to do it himself. So he didn't want to put in the work to do that. And, you know, that's the thing. So here's the deal in all of this. There is no easy way. There's no quick fix. There's no magical pill for anything. No one is going to put in the work for you. Right, No one is going to step up and say, hey, I want you to take a back seat. I'll do it all for you. You can get all the glory and all the, all the fame for this. Uh, no one's, no one's going to do this. Okay, They're not going to talk to you. 
about you. They're not going to just put your name up in lights just because they like you or give you a handout. I'm sorry. We don't live in a world where people just hand out notoriety. They don't hand out things for simply just because. And the things of hard work need to be put in there, right? So the road to anywhere is tough and it takes work. There's going to be people encourage you. I don't want you to get I don't want you to get the wrong idea. There's going to be people encouraging you along the way. There's going to be people praying with you. There's going to be people pushing you along and they're going to run this race. They're going to run this race of life. They're going to do this thing with you no matter what it is that you're doing. There there's going to be people encouraging you along the way, but they're not going to do your work. They've got their own work to do. So nobody's going to pick up your work, their work, and someone else's work and just take up the slack so that you can just cruise and eat bonbons or sit on the beach all day. But the thing is, is they're, they're going to be encouraging you because they're hoping that you encourage them. But they're not going to pick up your work without you doing anything. So what I want to do is I want to, I want to apply this to our physical lives, our fitness lives, uh, and then also our spiritual lives. So let's let's start with the physical aspect of this. We all know that hard work pays off, right? We all know that no matter where you're at in all of this, hard work is a mentality. Go look at any professional sports athlete out there. They're not going to walk on just because of who their name is. They're not going to walk on because they have one great game or one great practice. Hard work pays off. Now, I'm an old school guy, and I know uh, some of the new new school guys in the NBA uh, all think about different players and how they work, but one of the things that I know was back when Larry Bird was in the league, Larry Bird, it, it's known that Larry Bird would stay after practice and shoot hundreds of free throws after practice every day, and it was because he wanted to put in the work. And he was one of the best free throw shooters at the time of his of his era because he put in the work. You look at Michael Jordan, you look at Steph Curry, you look at LeBron James, you look at any of these professional athletes, they're putting in the work. I look at football, I'm a huge football fan. You look at Peyton Manning or, or Drew Brees or any of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Listen, they're not showing up one day on the practice field, throwing a touchdown and become great. These are the guys that what I call and what I've heard on several occasions being students of the game. They're putting in the work. They're watching film late at night. They're going through the playbook over and over and over again. It's muscle memory when it comes to that. Listen, if you're in if you're in the fitness world, so the games are, are getting ready to start. We're talking about the, the CrossFit games and the Mid-Atlantic uh just finished up, the Granite Games just finished up, and we're talking about people making it to the next level and these elite athletes, right? You know, before when this all started, we had uh, Rich Froning, and now we've got Matt Frazier, who just retired, and Tia Claire Kumi, all of these guys and girls who are the fittest in the world, and I guarantee you, they don't just show up to the games and rock it there. They are putting in the work. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook. You'll find all the hard work that they're putting in. Even Matt Frazier's got a, a saying says, hard work pays off. Like, there's no 
There's no easy way to this. There's no easy way to your nutrition, right? You can't just crash diet for a week and be in good shape. Matter of fact, those types of things actually do more damage to your body long term of these crash diets and you you eat like crap the the one week and then you eat like grass the next week and you're up and down and you're off of this and you're off of that and you're just trying to find that magical moment to where you can lose the weight that you're doing but there's no extra work to it those do so much damage to your body and so if you're going to the gym and you want to hit that PR that you want to do it's not you're going to wake up one day feel great and go hit that that deadlift or that squat or that snatch or whatever uh, mile run that you're trying to hit. People work all their lives to hit certain life goals. Personally, I just hit a personal life goal in my squat. I just hit a 300-pound squat. Two years ago, I would have never thought that I would have been able to walk into the gym and do that. I wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. But I worked every day to get there. I'm not games athlete. I'm not even close to games athlete, guys. I'm just, there's, there's no way. Uh, I, I'm a master's athlete and some of these master's athletes would kill me in the games. I don't even have some of these moves. But these little milestones for me is showing where hard work pays off. When you're in the gym, you put in the work. No one's going to lift for you and then one day you show up and be able to do the work. Your coach isn't going to be able to show you the playbook and run all of the plays, hand you the ball, and tell you to go do what you need to do, and you haven't practiced not one lick. There is no easy way to success, guys. There's no easy way through all of this. You're not going to get in shape or in better health by crashing diet or starving yourself or doing one thing or the other, reading every self-help book out there. That's not going to work. You have to put in the hard work. You have to put in the education. You have to do it. From a physical uh, standpoint, those are the things that you need to do. So let's, let's flip the script a little bit and talk about our spiritual lives because I think there is, there's some significance in our spiritual lives of how hard work does this. Now, I do not want to be confused with saying that our success in our spiritual world and, and what God wants to do for us is all about works. But Paul does say faith without works is dead. You have to put your faith into action. You don't wake up one day and become the best preacher on the planet. You don't wake up one day and be a Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa put in the work, y'all. She put in work, work that some most people on the planet would never even think about doing. You have to put in the time to build a relationship with Christ. You have to put in the time, just like you would put a re, uh, build a relationship with an individual, you have to put in the time with them. You see, Jesus knows everything about you. He loves you unconditionally. But that doesn't mean that you know everything about Jesus. That doesn't mean that you know exactly what your purpose is or what God's plans for are, are for you are or anything like that. You have to put in the work. There is work that is called faith in action. There's there's an action to this. He loves you from the start. 
So you don't have to earn anything with him. I want you to listen to me very carefully. You do not have to earn anything from Jesus. But we do have to put in work in our faith. But knowing him, his will for your life, your calling and your purpose doesn't just happen. Now, I would say there are few cases, the one percenters, that God will give them a dream of exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But I would, I would bet anything that I have, if you go back to the life of that person, that was a culmination of the work and everything that they were doing to lead up to that vision and that dream that God had called them to. There is, there is a lot to our faith walk that keeps us in action. Think about some of the greatest evangelists and preachers and pastors of all time. I think of, of guys like Billy Graham. I mentioned Mother Teresa. I'm thinking of, of, of T.D. Jakes or anybody that you want to put in that category that you would look up to to say these are the pillars of faith, whether they're now or whether they're from the past. They put in the work. T.D. Jakes doesn't wake up one morning on Sunday without preparing anything to speak, stand on the pulpit, and begin to preach like he does. He's put in the work. He's spent time with Jesus. He is spending hours upon hours a week meditating on what God has called him to do. There's work into that. Now, you may not be called to be a T.D. Jakes or a Mother Teresa, and that's okay because God has a plan for you. But unless you put in the work of knowing who Jesus is in your life, we won't be able to know what that, that plan or that, that work that you're supposed to be doing is. You see, someone else isn't going to do it for you. You're not going to go to church one day or go to wherever you go and someone's going to say, hey, this is what God has called you to do. And you just say, okay, I'm going to do that. It doesn't happen that way. It's a consistent daily walk relationship with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit that's going to take you into the stratosphere of where you're supposed to be going. It's a self-examination every day of where your walk is. Just like an athlete, just like anybody else that's out there, they are examining themselves every day. I think of football players that are in the grind right now at the OTAs and the offseason, and they're watching film, and they're looking back about, about how their season was last year and what they're looking forward to correct this year. They're nursing their, their injuries, and, and they're getting ready for the season. Now, that doesn't mean that when they walk onto the field game one of the season that they're going to be Super Bowl bound or World Series bound or finals bound, wherever it is. But they're going to put in the work. And I guarantee after the game, the next practice, they're watching film to how to get better. Our spiritual lives are very similar. Our film is in the Bible. How do we need to be better at who we are? And that is that our film is what Jesus wrote and what God wrote in his word that shows us what we need to do. So some of us need to get back into the film room. Spiritually speaking, some of us need to get back into that film room and figure out, God, what is it that I need to correct today so that I can put in the work to be who you call me to be? Listen, guys, I just want you to understand that Jesus loves you no matter what. 
You don't have to do anything else today to earn his love. He loves you unconditionally. But what he is calling us to do is to put in the work. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there is no easy way to a better relationship with Jesus. There's no easy way to being a better athlete. There's no easy way to being a better person. Don't be Simon in our story. Don't look upon there so you can get a better accolade for your name. Be better so that you can better yourself and proclaim his name above every other name. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified when we drop new episodes. Also, if you're enjoying the show, share it with others. Give us a shout out on social media. If you're not following the show, you can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is at faith underscore life underscore fitness. And Facebook is at faith life fit. Go over, give us a follow, like, and share. Until next time, my name is Calum, and this has been the Faith, Life, and Fitness Podcast.